not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, Brain Trust. I hope you are all well. It has been a strange week in American history and world history. Um, that I will get to in a minute, and I will try to keep this podcast very short, as I often say and never achieve. I really believe I will achieve it today because there's just not too much to talk about beyond a few thoughts in my head, and I have to get up very early for a rehearsal tomorrow morning. But let me just first quickly get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, I've been Snapchatting up a storm lately. People seem to be enjoying it. Follow me there, Ben Glebe on there. Just got back from New York about half an hour ago where I was there for the Today Show. I posted the link on my Twitter. And a cool interview I did while there with Major League Baseball, Network TV, the show um, MLB, the, the network's MLB Network, um, and um, I also did the Anthony Camilla podcast. We disagreed about some politics and had a great time riffing comedy with Joe Matarese for the next hour and a half. So if you want to listen to that, you can find it um, linked on my Twitter as well. Um, I'm coming to San Antonio next weekend. Um, this weekend's my birthday, but next weekend I'll be in San Antonio at the LOL Comedy Club. After that, I'll be coming soon to St. Louis, then Chicago, then Minneapolis. You can get tickets to all of them on the front page of BenGlebe.com. And uh, Neurotic Gangster, my stamp special, is airing right now on Showtime and On Demand, Anytime, and Idiot Test, of course, every Tuesday at 10, 9 Central. Two brand new episodes back-to-back. The nude episode just aired, and I'm sorry that you had to see me in such... A state of compromise. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like America's in a pretty weird place right now. Um, first this week, you know, after it seems as Hillary Clinton's locking up the nomination for the Democrats and, of course, Donald Trump, for some absurd reason, is already locking up the nomination for the Republicans. Uh, And by the way, an idea and a thought that I have that we must start doing, we need to start referring to Donald Trump since he loves giving people nicknames. We need to start referring to him as Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Because he's a duck. I guess it looks like a duck. You know they'll annoy the hell out of him, the nickname. He's orange. He quacks constantly. He is a quack. He just quacks about bullshit. He's got some Scrooge McDuck tendencies as well, jumping in his own money, being a 
arrogant, rich bastard. Um, there's other reasons why he's duck-like, but that's enough for now. I'm, I'm going to write a thing about all the reasons, but just refer to him as Donald Duck. Um, and it was such a you know terrible week for tragic violence in the news. And so I apologize if this podcast won't be that funny. I'll end it with a couple of light stories in the Thunder Round. But Christina Grimmy, a young woman, a singer, who apparently finished third on The Voice. I've never heard her sing. I still haven't. Um, but was so tragically gunned down by a deranged fan of hers while she was signing autographs, meeting fans after a show. Just pursuing her dream, you know? And doesn't get to do that anymore because somebody decided to take her life into his own hands as was put so beautifully by my friend Eliza Schlesinger on her Twitter, at Eliza. <clears throat> and makes her now think twice about meeting fans after shows. And That thought hadn't even occurred to me. But, look, I'm a supporter of guns. I think it's good to be able to get guns to protect yourself. But it's also insane to not use common sense. Just common sense. It's supposed to be common sense because it's a commonality. We all have it. And we ignore it so often. To put common sense background checks in place so that known terrorists can't get guns. So that everybody should have to pass a background check showing that they don't have criminal records or are mentally ill before buying guns. And perhaps... We we should re-examine whether or not we need high-capacity magazine guns that can kill huge crowds of people. But even that's not as pressing to me as passing common-sense laws just so we can, as a country, get on board with the same ideology. Because then, of course, an even greater tragedy just in sheer numbers, one day later, in Orlando at a gay nightclub called Pulse, a crazed, deranged, asshole of an excuse for a human being goes in there and this Muslim man who pledged allegiance supposedly to ISIS right before the attack by calling 911 or during the attack crazily while keeping people hostage in the bathroom goes into a nightclub and guns down everyone he can see and kills 50 people and injures 50 more people. Changes their lives forever. Kills people and ruined the lives of their family forever. And it's part terrorism and part hate crime because they targeted, he targeted a gay club. And now it's fresh starting to come out that the guy himself might have been gay and conflicted about his own sexuality. Yet, instead of dealing with his own self and coming to terms with his own self just decides to act out against even who he himself may have been and kill people that are living openly or some probably even closed but getting a chance to, in a safe zone, dance at a nightclub designed to be a safe haven and a place of decompression for gay people. Something we all deserve in society. And that can be hard to find.
and just takes it upon his own fucking hands, upon his own fucking decision to end other people's lives. How can someone do that? The gall, the arrogance, the... How can you think you're so right about your own belief that you can end the lives of others? It's just fucking ridiculous. And I stand with Orlando, and we all should stand with Orlando, and we all should stand with the gay community and support them with our thoughts and our prayers and our moral support and our love. And we just need to start sticking up for humanity as a whole. As a whole. We as a whole need to stand up for all of us. We need to stop being so fucking judgy. We need to stop being so judgmental of other people. I think Jimmy Fallon might have said that in his show the other day talking about this and said that maybe care more about other people than thinking so much about your own opinion and thinking that you're right more than the love you should feel for other people. That's so beautiful and accurate and true. Have your own opinions for, by all means, believe what you want to believe. But only insofar as it doesn't harm other people. Believe in whatever religion you want, whatever God you want, but only to the point where you're not ever daring to have the fucking gall to infringe upon other people's freedom or rights or ability to live their own lives. It's a quote I've always liked that I'll paraphrase that's attributed to Buddha. He says, he's obviously the, the figurehead of the Buddhist religion and said, supposedly, don't believe anything you hear. Even if I said it. If it doesn't match doesn't fit into your own common sense. We have to use our brains more. We have to double check our emotions with our brains and make sure that things make sense to both before we take action. Especially if that action has the potential to harm others. It's just so fucked up. And as this podcast is political, largely you can't help but see the tie to the kind of demagoguery and hate of Donald Duck I mean Donald Duck this orange asshole who's more interested in his tan and his twitter followers numbers and his fame and his riches and throwing our country the soul of our country down the drain for his own amusement he is part of what leads to this kind of tragedy because he fights exactly against what we are fighting towards as a country. 
we started with a real shady past and have worked very hard and evolved so much to get past our racist roots and to get past our bigoted ways. And we're getting more enlightened every day and embracing gay people and transgender people and letting people be who they are and just live their lives and do them. And then we have a candidate who's now representing half of the country. And I pray that it ends up being far less than half when election day rolls around. But representing half of the country who openly espouses hate and bigotry and racism and self-aggrandizing and only caring about your own self, even if you throw whole groups of people under the bus, and even if you throw respectable, noble people under the bus, like judges who have fought to punish drug lords and entire races of people and religions of people filled with great people under the bus just because he knows it'll play to people's fears and maybe win him an election. The man is a poison. And he talks about how you take a gun, you go boom. And you could stop other killings just speaking so callously. And these attacks in Orlando happen and he tweets, I appreciate the congrats people are sending me for saying I'm right. Making it all about him. When the worst mass shooting in American history occurs. And the man cannot be president. I will do anything I can think of to stop this man from being president. Shy of violence, of course. Because that's the whole point. People need to be able to express their free will. And if the country so chooses to elect him, then so be it. I will be ashamed that day of our country. But if it happens, it happens. But all we can do is organize and rise up and speak against such hate and against a man who advocates violence at his rallies and advocates roughing people up when he doesn't agree with the way that they speak or the ideals that they espouse. And he's banning media organizations now. He's banned like four media organizations, Huffington Post and banned the Washington Post. And he doesn't like posts in general, this guy. Yet he does because he posts on Twitter all fucking day. All the live long day. But he's a man who is displaying outwardly every piece of evidence of a despotic fascist leader. He's doing it before an office. Every once in a while, we can get tricked and elect somebody who says that they're good and hides it well, and then in office becomes an asshole, and you have to get rid of them from office. But to elect somebody who's openly espousing these horrible values, these things that are the opposite of the soul of America, the opposite of what we've been working towards and trying to become, and the opposite of the good and better parts of our nature, someone who instead feeds the evil side, feeds the the festering pain that we have in our nation that we're trying to overcome and get past. Honestly, it's unconscionable to support him. 
It's despicable to support him. No one policy proposal. No two or three policy positions. That he doesn't even believe anyway. He's just pandering to conservatives with what they want to hear because he's been a Democrat, he's been a liberal, he's been on both sides of every issue that are important to you. No one or two or three of those issues can be more important than our core values, than our core principles. What core principles do you stand for? Core principles are core principles because they're at your very core. So those need to take precedence over, oh, I'd like to have lower taxes. Or, oh, I want to have a stronger military. We already have the strongest military. Oh, I don't believe abortion's right. And he says he'll he'll try to maybe appoint judges that'll overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, first of all, that's already law. It's already legal to have abortions. Even if you disagree with it, it's not as high a priority as electing somebody who goes against our very better part of ourselves. Or we're trying to aspire to become. If you hate abortion so much, overturn it in other ways. But not by electing a leader that can ruin our entire standing and respect in the world. And ruin our own self-respect. There has to be some core value. That you value. Otherwise, you're all about polls and numbers. And you're no better than Trump. You're all about your own self-interest. And then you're no better than Trump. Donald Duck, this orange motherfucker who thinks our lives and our nation is his reality show playground. It's not. And it's this kind of thinking that enables people to feel more coarse when you embrace people like this, demagogues like this. It makes you feel more coarse about humanity and will lead to more shootings. Throws our president under the bus and says maybe he knew about or sympathizes with this killer in Orlando. Are you fucking kidding me? A man who clearly tries his best to help our country and has done so many good things. Whether you believe all of his policies are good or not. To call into question his motives is fucking insane. He's shown for seven and a half years his immense caring for this country. Whether or not you believe in his policies, whether you're on the opposite side of the political spectrum. To call people's character into question when they have given you no reason to do so is unconscionable and unforgivable. So what policy position is it that Donald Trump espouses that's more important to you than your core values? Oh, he tells it like it is. No, he doesn't. He manipulates your brain to think he does. Yes, he definitely speaks unscripted. He doesn't speak like politicians typically do. He doesn't tell it like it is. He tells it like it used to be. He tells it like it was when our country was more backwards than it is now. When we hadn't figured out the things we already have figured out now. When we haven't evolved to the place we have now. We don't go backwards. We don't unevolve. We don't take steps backwards. This isn't a Paul Abdul song with an animated cat. This is our nation. We don't need an opposite track relationship with our president. He's unqualified to be president. He's honestly bordering on unqualified to be a human being. And as he tries to take credit 
for predicting terrorist attacks. Like that takes some great genius. Oh, great Karnak. Be able to tell that we're going to have more terrorist attacks? No shit. Of course, because ISIS is a problem. And homegrown terrorism is a problem. But it's made worse by alienating all Muslim people in the nation and in the world. That makes more enemies. That makes them feel like their country's abandoning them. These are the things he says when he's trying to get elected. Imagine what he would do in office. He'll put people in camps at the first inkling. He'll do horrific things. So wake up. Yes, it's refreshing to have somebody talk in funny ways and off the script. Yes, he's right that we're too politically correct. But he's not right about the, the values behind what he says. And that's more important than style. Style over substance is not the correct order of priorities. It must be substance far above style if we are to be people with any sort of self-respect. So I hope at this time when we're dealing with, as a nation, the collective psyche that is so pained and hurt by the loss of our own fellow citizens, let's at least use it to come together, to coalesce behind better ideals, to unite behind common values of goodness of caring for each other, of love, and not endorse hate, and not vote for hate, not vote for division, and people who try to polarize us more than they try to bring us together, to focus on our differences more than our similarities, because we're far more similar than our media makes us think, and we're far more similar then Donald Duck makes us think. This orange, stupid motherfucker. So let's wake up. And at least let some good come of this tragic moment. And let us realize that we have more in common than we think. Because one of the only positives that have come out of a tragedy like this in Orlando is you see even the Attorney General of Florida interviewed and grilled by Anderson Cooper. Well, he made great points grilling her that she'd never supported gay people and gay rights in the past, she now has a picture on her website of rainbow hands holding hands and says it's about human beings and is being forced to see our common humanity. So let's use this tragic moment of an occurrence like this to no longer separate ourselves, to no longer divide ourselves along the lines of us and them, of what of what we think is best because it's the way we were raised or because it's the way we particularly see the world and we think it's better because we have this great sense of ego that we never make mistakes and so what we think is better than what our friends or neighbors or people across town think or across the country think, or in different states, or in a state that's a different color, that has a different ideological belief than we do. 
Let's have core values first. And realize even if we think different politically on certain issues than people that live next door to us, it doesn't make them less human. It doesn't make them less worthy of our respect. It doesn't make them less worthy of our humanity. And the only thing that does make you less worthy, the only thing that does make you deserve our ire and our anger and to some degree our hate, the only kind of people that should be up for a discussion of being deported from the country are those who don't understand that. You want to deport people? Deport people who hate. Deport people who don't respect others. Deport people who think they're better than other human beings just because they were raised with a different set of beliefs or exposed to a different way of thinking and therefore they're so arrogant to think that's the only way. Or that they're right and others who are living their lives and obviously not trying to alienate but are just being who they are. That they're better than those people. Because that is some bullshit right there. I've never been so unfunny. I'm really sorry about that. But sometimes you gotta say some shit. You know. Let's lighten it up a little bit. I think I've made my point. If you disagree, please let me know on Twitter. Comment on Twitter. We can have a discussion. Or on my Facebook. Let's talk it out. But let's stop dividing ourselves just for no fucking reason. For petty differences. Let's call out the racists and the bullshit artists, like I said in my stand-up special. Don't let people be racist and walk away from them. Confront the racist. Deconstruct the racism. Explain why it makes no sense. I said it in a funnier way in my special, I'm pretty sure. Let's remember the humanity in all of us, okay? Now on that note, Let's lighten it up with a thunder round. It's the thunder round brought to us as usual by at UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this podcast, Chris Carter. He posts, in Tikrit, Iraq, residents erected a statue in honor of the shoe thrown at George W. Bush by Muntadr al-Zaidi. There's a huge, the size of 10 people, bronze shoe. Like the baby shoe you might bronze, but like if it was the size of like a baby with like a real pituitary problem, like a huge baby. With plants growing out of the top of the shoe, it's a beautiful thing. Representing standing up against someone who did something that was not cool. Uh... UK Brain Trust also posts for us through via the Daily Express that Donald Trump's Hollywood Walk of Fame star is being constantly defaced and defecated on. This is an idea I can get behind. Dump on the duck, you know what I mean? 
Get your anger out on the star. Because the guy probably values his star so much. Because all he needs is accolades from people. So pee on that star if you want. I'm cool with that. A British man, an environmental scientist no less, was shopping. He's not a British man. He's an Australian man because he was in Sydney. Sydney's in Australia and not in Great Britain. I wanted to correct that in case people are confused. They're like, is Sydney in Great Britain? No, the answer to that is no. I just explained that. Was shopping at the supermarket and saw a 35 kilogram wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano cheese. Not even for sale. This old wheel of cheese. I guess cheese lasts a long time. Doesn't particularly go bad. Wasn't even for sale. This guy made an offer. The store couldn't refuse. Bought it for a very low amount of money. And probably was sitting in the shop for years. Put it on his Facebook that he wants to sell or trade the cheese, rather. About $2,000 worth of cheese, he estimated. Ideally for a new car. He got four offers to trade a car for cheese. How much do these motherfuckers like cheese? It's a big question I'd like to ask. They much like it a huge amount. And including his cousin offered him her car for cheese. He ended up getting his cousin's car. Didn't even have to give the cheese. She let him keep the cheese and gave him the car. The guy looks crazy, by the way. It's a side note. And uh, so he said he's going to cut up some of the cheese, sell enough to cover a new battery, registration, and insurance for the car, and give the rest to the of the profit to Oz Harvest, a food rescue charity that collects surplus food and distributes it to people in need. The supermarket was closing down, so that cheese would have gone to waste. They were going to throw it away anyways. So look at this. This guy gets a car. Doesn't even have to trade the cheese, and is now giving the cheese. Selling the cheese and giving the, the money to a, to a charity. Everybody wins. Everybody wins on, the, on account of some delicious old cheese. Is cheese tasty when it's old? I don't know. I'd probably be put off of it a little bit. This guy, an inventive. You're, you had a hard time, you don't typically think, I'm going to get myself some bargain basement cheese and turn my life around via that cheese. But it really shows when your back's against the wall, sometimes you can really be inventive. Desperation is the mother of invention, they say. And cheese is the... It's got a street value of, of a car. No one has ever said until right now. But apparently it's true. In certain particular instances. So next time you're feeling down and out, just say cheese. And take a selfie of yourself. And then don't post it just to show self-restraint for once. Because we're a little too into posting selfies, don't you think? Thank you all for listening. It'll be funnier next week, I promise. For now, I'm going to leave you with a song that I like a lot, because I'm an overthinker a lot, too. I've been thinking too much myself. It's also a song that just kind of talks about life and death and who we stand for and what we stand for and if we really do and how we really know ourselves that much. And It's just an interesting song I like a lot on the radio. It's got a cool, fun reggae vibe to it. It's by 29, 29, it's by 21 pilots. It's called Ride. That's what life is, at the end of the day.
So you may as well enjoy it, right? Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.